0: what's going on buddy what's going on i went on a date okay i went on a date Wow! <laughs> all right let's get it baby hey are you pouring out some wine was that on cue
1: oh we got that we got that bourbon blood Ooh. orange wheat ale yo damn, living fancy today
0: that's heavy anyways i went on that date i told the people bumble bumble all-star at this point you know summer 2021 2021 damn it's been a long time since i've been on a date it's, uh, it's something else hey been telling the people bumble all-star I talked to, uh, talked to that girl who, you know, I stood up a couple weeks ago, right? Nice guys finished last. Not anymore! Not anymore! Okay? Then I updated the profile picture. She hit me back. You know, it was looking nice. And I, I said, fuck it. You know, I'm gonna schedule a date with this girl. We're gonna go out. Go for a nice walk. Sit on a rooftop. You know, Kyle Bowen, right? Kyle Bowen. Even picked her out a couple flowers, okay? We got to talking, and, uh, things were going good. She's such a such a smart person, and so kind, so sincere, so real. So real, just like Kyle fucking Bowen. And then I realized that... I realized that she was from Montreal. and Because we started talking about hockey, and she started talking about all the Stanley Cups she has. And that was a that was a big red flag, you know? It's not that I'm insecure about the woman that I date, the woman that I fall in love with. You know, I'm not insecure. They, they could have it all, and I could have a little. It don't, it don't matter. They don't have to be a man in the relationship. It's 2021. What, what does that even mean? But I really don't want to date a winner, okay? I can't fall in love with a winner. That's something I can't do. Hey, there's a bush! I can't do it. I can't do it. So being from Vancouver, there's no chance in hell I'm ever dating a girl from Montreal who cheers for the Canadians because that's way too much winning. Now, I, you know, I'm not a sore loser. I'm a sour loser, that was my day. I'm
1: That's telling why you, I was though. Late. Come on, man. Do you don't you want a little winning in your life? Don't you want a little nah. balance? Don't you want to shoot higher? Nah. I mean, nah. look. Nah. You look. I, nah, I, I want to win. I, I'm she I might dig win. a hole here, but you know, you know, I'm I'm married to an Ottawa Senators
0: fan. Yeah. Great. You. And, you're, uh, you're married to a loser. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> That's someone more on my level right there. <laughs> Damn. You married a loser. Should we start the show? Are you? Are you uh, What's going to happen here? Should, should we really go down this path? I don't think so. Let's start the show. Puck talking bullshit. Silky and filthy. Begsy bowing. Uh, let's have some fun.
1: What is going on, everybody? You are listening to Silky and Filthy here on the NUX Misconduct Network. I'm Trevor Beggs, married to an Ottawa Senators fan, by the way. Maybe I'll change allegiances one day. Hey. He's Kyle Bowen, turning down Montreal Canadiens girl. And, yeah. I'll, and I'll tell you what, Kyle. Wouldn't you rather have a girl in your life who, who's into hockey? Like, would you rather just she, a girl who just doesn't give a shit about she hockey? She can be into or a girl who's anything. Into hockey, but doesn't cheer for your team.
0: She can be into anything, but not successful sports teams. Okay, I'm not going down that path. All right, because that will make me jealous. Like, yo, my girl, my girl, my love, she can do whatever she wants. She can go out, have a good time. She don't want to text me late. You know, she can stay out with her girls. I don't care. I don't care. Do you? I trust you, baby. I trust you. I did say I had trust issues, but I, I trust you, baby. But I don't want to have those conversations. I do not want to date a winner in the world of sports because you, man, that's it, not it, fair.
1: It, 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 it It could be fun dating someone who cheers for a different team. Like I'm telling you, my wife and I, we always make bets on Sens Canucks games, and I'm always like, "Oh, Canucks gonna win." Sens fucking suck, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, I probably lose half those bets. Like, let's be real. Whoa, you never know the game of hockey. I guess my girl is probably in Arizona, right? Right? Maybe in Ottawa too. Maybe in Ottawa too. Hey, maybe in Winnipeg. Maybe she
1: was. uh, Maybe she's been recently dumped. Kind of like a. the amount of salary that's been dumped in Oof, Arizona. Dude. Looking for the rebound. Yo,
0: a lot of and teams. you know what
1: happens when it goes on the rebound? What? They need to call Kyle Bowen.
0: No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not there for that. <laughs> I'm not there for that, yo. I'm a solid man. Okay, oh, I'm going to buy you flowers, but I'm not going to date a winner. Hey, you said the Arizona Coyotes are, are, are a dump right now for, for bad salary. Uh, I think a lot of these teams pulled off some dumpish-like activity. With their wallets today, let's be honest, this kind of reminded me of what happened, what, four or five years ago? Five years ago, I guess. The lads, the Kyle Okposo's, right? 2016, know, oh yeah, 2016. Yo, today was something else. What'd you think about that?
1: Yeah, I thought it was fascinating, to be honest. I mean, considering that we're in a flat cap world, considering that last offseason, GM spent less than half the money they spent today and maybe it was a lack of there wasn't a ton of big names out there but mind you this year it just seemed like there was a bunch of depth guys being overpaid like we'd seen in free agency in previous years in the nhl and it was a fascinating day for sure obviously you know jim benning in vancouver up to his old tricks he's got to pull at least one weird ass sounding out of his ass and today that ended up being tucker poolman um but it was going on all around the league and i mean Edmonton's other team, you wonder what the fuck they're doing. Cody Ceci comes in, $3.5 million a year for the next four years. Uh, defensemen were, were being signed at a premium today. And I think, you know, Dougie Hamilton might be the only guy who really deserves his money, making $9 million a season. But um, yeah, you know what? I guess GMs are hoping this salary cap is going to go back up. They've maybe figured out their cap internally. Maybe other teams like the Canucks are going to squeeze their RFAs down for every last drop. And, and isn't that a weird mentality, too, Kyle? Isn't it? Because you look at the Canucks, especially, they grinded Horvat, they grinded so they're probably going to grind Pedersen and Hughes down. Like, I think Hughes is going to training camp. I wouldn't be surprised if Pedersen doesn't sign until training camp either. Uh, is, is that how, how do you feel about that? You know, teams overpaying UFAs who don't deserve the money and then grinding their RFA's down for every last penny
0: okay first off let's put the music up okay if you're new to the network then there's a good chance that you didn't hear last night's episode of Sipping on a 40 where I sat down with Dr. Trevor Beggs to vent to seek a, a life that is lighter than the one that I was living before that conversation and I just went off I just went off I think, I think I use the words insane stupidity when talking about GM Jim Benning. And what I saw today that ultimately leads to what you just talked about, right? How are we signing guys like Pullman and spending that money on Hamnick when they have RFAs? And not just any RFAs. We're talking about the faces of the franchise. Some of the faces in the NHL that are just, you know, waiting to get paid. Waiting to know what their contracts are. Are going to look like and i'm not confident that this strategy okay we got to spend money elsewhere to build around you two and i'm gonna get the job done by squeezing squeezing that contract that that discount from again Patterson and hughes and i'm talking on behalf of jim benning i'm not confident that jim benning and his skill levels in the world of GMing can actually pull that off and a part of me wants to say the the f word here you know, a, a lot of F-words here.
1: You can do it, Kyle. No, no, it might you know what? I,
0: bump the music, okay? I'm not really trying to... I'm not trying to get stressed out here, okay? I'm not trying to get stressed out here. At the end of the day, I think... I think almost, what, $450, $500 million were being spent today? Or, or did get spent today on, on these UFAs? I, I, I think it kind of has to do with a team's being a little desperate to make sure that they have some success so people will buy tickets to fix that gaping hole, which is, you know, revenue across the NHL and the world, of sports just in general because of 2020. I also think it has a lot to do with this with this lie that we're getting from everyone, right? The salary cap, it's not going anywhere for the next four years. I think that's bullshit. I think that's bullshit. I think that the cap will actually go up, not not next year, but the year after that. I think they know something because based on what happened today, th- don't you think that it would be impossible for this teams not to know that again, what we've been told is fucking bullshit, that Cap is not staying put for four years. It's actually going up. So I don't know. I'm not here to rant about the Canucks. Go off, Trevor. Well, I'm telling
1: you, I think there's a little thing called, uh, as Trailer Park, as Ricky from Trailer Park boys would say, it's all about supply and command, you know? And uh, today I just think that hockey men were horny for their mm-hmm. big defensemen. And we said this last night on Sippin' yeah. of 40. What did I say? I said Jimbo's going to go big game hunted. He's going to get those big defensemen. I think I threw out uh, Shen, Shannon, uh, Zach Bogosin, and he, he landed two of those three. Landed another big guy in Tucker Pullman, Landed another big guy, if you want to count minor leaguer, uh, Brady Keeper. But, you know, it's such a copycat league, right? Mm-hmm. The NHL. Just hockey men never change. No, 100%. And once again, in the finals this year, we saw Tampa, we saw Montreal have defenses that had some size, had some sandpaper to them. And all of a sudden teams are like, oh, we we need these big defensemen. Like, I'm telling you, like, Tucker Pullman, the four years was a bit ridiculous. Like, I don't think it was a great contract by any means. But all around the NHL today, you saw defensemen getting overpaid. Not quite four years long overpaid, but like, look, Patrick Nemeth signed for same contract, or I think it was 2.5 million with the New York Rangers. Uh, Alex Goligosky, one-year deal but five million bucks. Jake McCabe, good defensive defenseman. He's making four million dollars a season, but he only played thirteen games last season. Hmm. You know, like you all around the NHL today. I already mentioned. I Cody got the Seasen's worst one though. One. I got the
0: worst one here. Okay, and this is, this is, this is just some bullshit right here. This is when you know, this was the year for the uh, the free agent defenseman. Okay. Hey, there's a bullshit. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> How does Michael Delzato sign a two-year? Four million dollar deal, isn't that dude in this, e- in this economy a-, a league minimum type of guy? A- am I tripping? Holy am I tripping? Shit. I have to look dude, at the bro- stats. I have to look at the stats. <laughs> this guy, this guy's that, been the same. Michael Delzado. It you did happen. News to me with your with your wife's favorite team, the Ottawa Senators. I'm telling you, your wife's a loser. <laughs> Not really. I'm sorry about that. I'm just, again, I'm emotional. I'm emotional right now. Okay. Yo, put the volume back up. Okay. I can't be saying that stuff about my home. Your wife's, I'm sorry, man. I got got emotional because I'm not making that much money. And like, Michael, how? I'm sorry. You
1: know what? Again, I think even someone like my wife, who is just a casual fan, she's not following free agent frenzy. Like, she knows the Ottawa Senators suck. You know, and I think you're only a loser if you defend your team no matter what they do. Like, if you're are a betting bro and you're talking about how Ooh. great Jim Benning is, I'm Uh-oh. sorry, you are Uh-oh. a loser. You are a loser. Okay. Now, some of his moves could work out. Again, he, maybe the Canucks win the Stanley Cup. Jim Benning <laughs> rewrites the history books and uh, you know gets that Hall of Fame induction you were talking about in the last episode because mm-hmm. that's what would happen if you won the Stanley Cup. Oh,
0: 100%. If Jim uh, Benning but- actually won a Stanley Cup, he's getting an ESPN 30 for 30 documentary done on him. 100% because they could just take all the tweets and the bad things said about him and then they could just sit down with him and break down his mind. I would love to read the Jim Benning book after he won the Stanley Cup because it would be so bizarre. So bizarre. I would compare him to Pablo Picasso. I really would if he was able to do that because the artistry and the uh, the, the rebel against what should be done and still getting the job done based on not not doing anything. Uh, it just I can't even fathom what, what my mind would do if Jim Benning won a Stanley Cup. Anyways, anyways. Can we not do this, Trevor? Please. Talk about something else. I thought you cared about me. I'm happy though, I'm relaxed, I'm relaxed. I'm calm, I'm cool, still getting over well. Michael
1: auto getting a two year deal for four million bucks. Yeah, That's, uh, I didn't know about that until right now. So I got up to this product today, I was bit, I, I wrote seven articles today, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel bad for my boss. My day job was uh, a little slow the first couple hours because I was just trying to get all this free agency articles, you know? Yeah, we'll delete uh, this part of the- I got a ton we'll, of signings today, 14 players.
0: We'll, we'll delete this uh, part of the, uh, the podcast with you admitting that because you do have a family to feed, okay? <laughs> I okay. got to feed my
1: family know yeah. that uh, that Nux Misconic money has only played a very small part of it, but uh, it always feels better just being here with you hey. on Silky and Filthy on the Nux Miscotic Network. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, incredibly busy day for the Canucks. I, I, again, I'm just incredibly worried about that defense like everybody else, but you look around the Pacific and uh, all, what is with Western Canada, man? I feel like they're all making weird moves today. I mean, obviously Edmonton, Edmonton. Ken mm-hmm. Holland is just like, I don't like does he have dementia or something? Like, what's going on? Well, like the guy's making dumb decision after dumb decision. And then of course, Brad Treliving goes out and he's basically just like a smooth talking Jim Benning, but he pulls <laughs> the same shit.
0: He pulls the same shit. Yo, that's a great Blake Coleman. That's five million dollars a season. Nikita
1: Zadorov. You know, the guy takes more penalties than fucking if Scott Stevens played in today's NHL, man. It's unbelievable.
0: Well, okay, so my, my observation from what a lot of teams did around the league. You know, you talked about the Western Canadian teams. I'm looking at a team like, you know, Los Angeles, too, who, you know, does play in a bad Pacific division. And these teams like to believe. Yeah, we all like to believe, right? When, when you get into the dance, you have a chance, right? You have a fucking chance. Just get in there. Be one of those 16 teams. And based on what Montreal did this, this postseason, all these mediocre teams are actually believing in themselves. Oh, it could happen. It could happen. The, the road to mediocrity is the one that leads potentially to the Stanley Cup Finals, and I could see that being that being a thing. You, you just said it earlier, right? It's a copycat league. You, you did say that, motherfuckers, be copying. I, Here, here's
1: some, here's some food for thought, though. By the way, because we all kind of laugh and you know shrug our shoulders and and roll the eyeballs. Every time, it's like, oh, yeah, the Montreal Canadiens did it. Why well, can't this team do it? And it was the same when St. Louis won the Cup of 2019. It was like, these fucking Blues did it. Why well, can't mm. you know, why can't the Seattle
0: Kraken they do it? They right? were last place. They were last place. People forget that, right? That's part of their story. That's part well, of St. Louis' We do story. live in a
1: parody-driven league now, right? So, I mean, I think more and more, we're going to see these surprise teams go on crazy runs. Now, not to say they're going to win at all. Again, I think, you know, Tampa Bay, the last two years, the best team in the league, and they won the Cup two years in a row, so... Mm-hmm. But there could be a fluke once in a while. Who the fuck knows?
0: Who knows? Who knows? And you know what, Trevor? I'm looking at the clock. I got fucking six minutes. Six minutes left here. My phone's blowing up. I think, I think I might have fucked up. Cause I want to get out of here. Just sit down on the roof and just, just observe my life. Cause did I make that wrong decision about 40 minutes ago? Leaving that girl at the table alone.
1: You can tell us she's on your mind. She's you kind on of my mind in Montreal, you know, with a little flair, yeah, you know? Exactly. Like you saw her. that
0: too, right? You saw that too. My heart kind of warmed up. I had a bit of an epiphany, man. I can't I can't be here much longer. I got, again, I got to do some meditating and uh, potentially just give her a second chance or a third chance here, right? Is it third chance? Hey, it, it is what it is. Nice guys don't finish last here in these studios, okay? Okay? Now, I do want to talk about the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes, the Chicago Blackhawks. If you haven't heard, because I just found out, I just found out, maybe through ignorance and also, you know, uh, working a full-time job, about to pay rent again, being an unsuccessful podcaster, I don't have a lot of time to go searching for things. And news like this, being an NHL fan, in my opinion, should be front and center. Front and center. Albeit allegations, information like this or stories like this should be front and center because they matter. The people matter. The people matter. It really does. Now, Gary Bettman was asked a question about repercussions if the investigation leads to the motherfucker being A, guilty, and B, the organization knowing all along that this was happening. And if you don't know the story, I can't give you the, the real details because I'm just Kyle Bound and I just started learning about this. But it did involve what? 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 Sexual assault. Some, some gross things. A baseball bat. Masturbation, blackmailing potentially. You know, this is fucked up, fucked up, fucked up. Now, again, let's, let's play this clip. If, if this actually happened, what are the repercussions for the members of that organization that are still, you know, having prominent roles in the NHL? Would
1: the NHL consider punishment to the individuals or the clubs for the Chicago
0: Blackhawks, depending on what the review shows?
1: All options are available if there's something that warrants punishment And I think we need to wait and see what the result of the investigation and the litigation that seems to be pending as well. Uh, These are allegations. What we know is based on what's public. Uh, And that's why we're going to be interested to see what the investigation reveals and doesn't reveal. And so I think everybody needs to not get ahead of themselves. Uh, These are allegations that relate to a period of time uh, that's quite some time ago, and sometimes it takes a little bit of time to piece things together. When we get all the information, we will do what is necessary and appropriate. It's, it is unbelievable, these allegations, and I think people look for sports, and you know, NHL fans are looking for hockey as an escape from their day-to-day, from some of the negativity going on in their lives. So I think when stories like this become intertwined with the game, and we said this last year exactly when uh, the protests over George Floyd went on, People look for sports as escape, and, and they don't want to associate negative stories with their sport unless they're bitching about, you know, someone sucking on their team. But I mean, this is a huge fucking story, and if the Blackhawks did sweep this under the rug while they were winning a Stanley Cup, mind you, you know, it's a it's a huge fucking deal. And uh, again, you got to think about over the past ten years. I think there's been a bigger awareness on mental health, and obviously, the mental health of some players involved. It's probably not very good after what they went through. Exactly. With this fucking asshole video coach, yeah. Allegedly, you know, threatening players of the baseball bat, masturbating in front of them, all all this gross stuff. I mean, you could Google Chicago Blackhawks scandal and, and find out more if you want. But at the end of the day, the short the story should be front and center. It does kind of get lost because we all want to look for sports and escape. We want to talk about free agency. But at the end of the day, this this story is is probably the biggest story in the NHL right now. And yeah. I'm sure Gary Bettman wants there to be nothing, but I hope they do their due diligence and, and really dig into this because, mm-hmm. you know, your people's lives are being ruined over this, right? And yeah, the culture needs to change. It really does. The fact that no one blew the whistle earlier, if they knew about it's fucking gross. It's fucking disgusting. So, I mean, hockey men hockey will never change as we saw today with all the yeah. overpayments of free agency, but the culture needs to change.
0: The culture does need to change. And, you know, sometimes... And let's just throw the fucking hockey culture part of this outside of this little spiel that I'm going to be going on. Because it's evident that there is a problem. We all know it. And it's probably not going to change just based on bullshit like this. It's just gross. Now, as a society and as individuals, sometimes we get blinded in our pursuit for success, right? Our dreams. And we tend to, you know, not really care about individuals in their stories and in this case their allegations when – they're so obscure, so out there. There's no way that can be true. We got something to do. They're just fucking blinded by, again, their, their route to success. And in this case, if that was the truth, again, that's why nobody really did their, did their due diligence. We're talking about the Mark Bergevans, the, the Kevin Dayoffs. We're talking about the Stan Bowmans. We're talking about people who claimed they didn't know anything. But, again, we're talking about a player who came out and was talking about this happening to them a player a player uh, not to put anyone on a fucking pedestal we're not talking about some intern or someone it, it doesn't matter i'm just i'm just trying to put this on a scale purpose a fucking player an nhl player accused someone in the organization that this was happening and you're telling me that it didn't it didn't find a way to go to all those people's ears that's hard to believe that's really hard to believe, especially a successful organization, right?
1: That's, yeah, it is hard to believe. That's it, really hard to believe. So, I, if this, I,
0: so if this is all true, and this happened, and they do find out that these members of this organization knew and found out they, they should be banned from the NHL. That's just the fucking truth. That's just the fucking truth because fuck chasing success. We're talking about someone's livelihood, someone not being listened to. Somebody not being listened to, that's gross, that's gross, with those strong allegations and somebody that's in your organization trying to live out their dreams and something like that happens and, again, they're not being listened to, I can only imagine how empty and how lonely and how unstable that would make me feel, it's just, it's just bullshit, bro, and it's, it's the fucking NHL, dude, it's the fucking NHL, dude, it's gross. Stupid, yeah. Bro. I, I,
1: again, there's a lot of money involved, and I just hope that. Think about it. if there's guys that know about this, they probably are making a lot of money. If it's the GM, if it's management, if it's other players, mm-hmm. I think banning them from the game for hiding something like this and not coming forward mm-hmm. would be.
0: I wonder. I what mean, it there's is, no man.
1: punishment that's going to make up for it, but I think it's a fair punishment.
0: It's so say
1: say it's like Patrick Kane that knows this guy's made eighty, a hundred million dollars in his career. Not to single one guy out, but. You know, like how much of a statement would that make if, again, say Patrick Kane knows and they banned Patrick Kane for the game? Can you imagine? Can you imagine the best American player of all time and they banned him from the game
0: because okay, it's not about knew the about these I, sexual I, assault I, allegations? I, I haven't really thought about what would happen to the players who knew or, you know, it's—I haven't had time to really think about the repercussions for that. I'm talking about the, the organization, the managers— the people who have these roles to take care of these people—it's kind of fucked up. And they—it's just—it's just one of those weird things. Why do we do that? You know, when we're chasing our dreams, we just kind of turn off, turn yeah. off our feelings. I mean, sometimes towards we're all humans at the things. end of the day, right? Exactly. We are
1: yeah. all humans. We should be looking out for one another.
0: Exactly. We should be looking out for one another and just listen and just listen and listen and just hear. Supposedly, a guy like Kevin she- Sheveldayoff is saying he he knew nothing about it. Which, again, it could be could be the truth, but we're about to fucking find out. We're about to find out. And I believe this uh, this investigation now has a firm that's not associated with the Blackhawks, the NHL, looking into it. So, again, as Bettman stated, if these allegations are true, like things are, you know, they're going to evaluate. And I want. Won- <laughs> It's not the most important thing. Like, oh, what's going to happen to the Chevrolet Dayoffs and the Bergevins and this Bowmans? Like, That's not the most important thing here. It's like, how, how is that player doing? Because that's... Yeah, and that's... that
1: player probably doesn't want the media attention, though, exactly. in fairness, right? So, yeah. I mean, we can all send our good vibes his way mm-hmm. and, and hope for the best. Um, Ain't there. Because clearly, there. He, he doesn't want to be front and center of this whole situation, which makes all the sense in the world. So, yeah, I think at the end of the day, the, the hockey culture needs to change. I think we've heard stories about you know, racism in the NHL, uh, you know, abuse in the junior leagues with bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Carolina does all this stuff for with Black Girls Hockey Club and for Pride Month. And they go inside Tony D'Angelo, uh, Montreal K's draft Logan Bayou. Like there's it, still yeah. a big change that needs to happen in hockey culture. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, hockey men, they might never change. They might keep overpaying these fringe NHLers. But the culture sure as fuck needs to change mm-hmm. and needs to change now.
0: Yeah, this story really had me thinking about uh the turnover that has to happen over time with those who have leadership roles in upper management because in any company i think that's where culture really spews from it really it really trickles down to what the people at, uh, what the people at the top are are doing as human beings as good human beings and, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of things, and we have to end on that note because the, I'm definitely going to be looking into this more because, A, it's, it's just fucked up, and I feel as if in other leagues, this would be the biggest story. This would be the biggest story. We're talking about one of the biggest markets, media markets in North America, Chicago. And
1: and, and a team I, that won the Stanley Cup and this I season to that do these, some digging. uh events allegedly happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, so many things. Oh.
1: A lot going a lot, a lot going, going into on. it. Uh mm-hmm. we we gotta get out of here. Yeah, we, gotta we gotta digest it all. Uh yeah. we'll be back to it the summer though, man. That's what I'm looking forward to. I know I'm taking oh. a little break in early August and then uh Yeah, nice. You know, with COVID slowly fading, you and I both double vaxxed. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. I gotta get
1: some studio time. we gotta keep working on uh what's going on here at the next Bisconic Network.
0: Hey, straight up, man. Straight up. My name's Kyle bound That's Trevor Beggs. Uh this was your home for Puck Talk and Bullshit, Silky and Filthy. Uh, go listen to the rest of the network. I uh, just uploaded an episode of Sipping on a forty last night. It was, it was a lot, and I'm a happier person because I got that off my chest. And I think there's only one or two episodes left in that show's tenure because of all the money that Nick Bondi stole from the network in order to produce his hit show, Power of the Towel. It is what it is. Yeah, it Still is not as overpaid as
1: Tucker Pullman, though.
0: No. <laughs> straight up, straight up, straight up. Uh, you want to end things here? Sign off to the people?
1: Yeah, why not? I mean, I used to say, see you filthy bastards next time, but since COVID, all I like to say is, see you clean bastards next time. Peace.